episode five of yeah. the Three Dudes cast. I'm a little dizzy from being transported into this person's ears right now. <laughs> is brought to you by Kellogg's Pop Tarts. <laughs> Pop Tarts, stick them up your ass and fuck yourself, you worthless piece of human garbage. Yeah, that's why I buy them. What are you guys doing with them? The s'mores are the best ones. <laughs> to jam into your asshole. What? Yeah, for that too. <laughs> They are uh, the best ones, actually. So welcome, this is the Three Dudes Yay, Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Podcast! I am your host for this week, Slam yeah. Hannigan, PhD in Explosionology, mm, and oh. I am behind the bar Dude today. Bar. Oh, well, I am, I am, damn it, I can never think of one of these! I am Grog, <laughs> and I, uh, I am an undergraduate in fucking around. Oh, fuck. Uh, uh, my name is Ham, and this is hard. <laughs> I am a... High school dropout who <laughs> practices in making them panties drop, girl. <laughs> well, okay then. You gotta stop doing yeah. that. <laughs> it's, it's too much. The pressure is intense. You know, when we do the YouTube show and I have to think of the, the, the thing mm-hmm. if I make an episode... I, I, that takes longer than everything. That's else. hard, right? It's hard to come up with it's these. It's fucking difficult to do that. Yeah, it's yeah. We're not clever. Oh, you quick. think so, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah He's I, consistently I, the only one who's good at. That's him. true. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, we, we both suck. That's a lot of bull. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so anyway, if you're new to the show, maybe you're one of those weirdos who starts listening to a podcast on the fifth episode. Hey, hey, whatever. Yeah, that's we're cool. here to sit, We're here to sit around and complain about things. Yeah. yeah. And we do that, first of all, with a segment we like to call Why We're Fucked This Week. Yes. And we are. And we are. And we are oh. indeed we very all, fucked. We can all agree. <laughs> we are all agree. <laughs> I think we can all agree. <laughs> we are indeed Super fucked. Super fucked. I know you have one already. I have you one. as well lead us. Um, I, I, I would like to recommend to everyone... I'm doing my recommendation early. We, we usually do this at the end of the show. But I, I have another one for the end of the show. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to recommend to everyone whatthefuckjusthappentoday.com. I love Ooh, this. Yeah. Um, and it, it is a site that uh, mostly appears to to chronicle the, the dumpster fire that is the Trump administration. <laughs> yeah. And, um, the orange smoking dumpster fire. And I, I know I used that exact House. phrasing earlier, but I don't, I don't give a shit. No, it's all right. It's the truth. Um, so I'd like to I'd like to um, from uh, uh, two days ago uh, read you a little bit of this Washington Post article entitled "Trump thinks that exercising too much uses up the body's finite energy." Wait, <laughs> hold on, no, get out of here! I did not see this, and I hound the news. President Trump reportedly eschews. This is by uh, uh, Washington Post reporter Rachel Retner. Okay, uh, two days ago, May fourteenth. 2017. President Trump reportedly eschews exercise because he believes it drains the body's finite energy resources. But experts say this argument is flawed because the human body actually becomes stronger with exercise. Wait, hold on. Really? Um, uh, Trump's views on exercise were mentioned in a New Yorker article this month and in Trump Revealed, the Washington Post's 2016 biography of the president, which noted that Trump mostly gave up athletics after college because he, and I quote, believed the human body was like a battery with a finite <laughs> amount of energy with which exercise only depleted. Shut up, man. I mean, look, I'm a fat, worthless piece of garbage. <laughs> oh, I'll second but, that. Yeah, so am I. But, I mean, you know. It's, a good, it's probably a good idea to get off your couch every once in yeah. a while. And... How does that even make sense? Like, you're constantly taking in energy. People know that. 
That's what a burger is. Yes, yeah, people know that. <laughs> <laughs> but you're you're making the assumption that Donald Trump is people. I'm not totally sure anymore. That's a weird one. The education system failed him badly. Yeah. Like, like okay, if you grew up with eating well done steaks with ketchup, <laughs> maybe that's something you maintain into that adulthood. Is, that is the most unforgivable. If you are a truly, really, if you're a truly of all this shit, that's the worst. Broken yeah. person. Uh, but I would not be surprised next week to find out that that. Uh, that Donald Trump believes that the moon is, in fact, made of green cheese. Wait, it's not? Or that the... Uh, <laughs> That's disappointing. I thought it was made out of spare ribs. <laughs> Would you eat it? Heck, I'd go back for sure. <laughs> it's, a, whoo, it's a little rip-off from somebody else's comedy routine yeah. there. How'd God. you guys like that? Yeah, good. <laughs> Listen, uh, us do your favorite jokes, but poorly. <laughs> or, uh, or, or that... Uh, that uh, 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 monorails operate off of magic... And pixie dust. Or that uh, pubic hair <laughs> Go on. grows because of carnal sins. <laughs> that one that one seems kind of plausible. That actually. might be true. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you, you touch your drangus. This is someone people consciously voted for. Yeah, I want I want to reiterate that. Not only voted for, are, are still, still in support of. Yeah, still well, well, it's, it's diminishing. It's it is it is diminishing over time. But there are people who are like, I don't got a problem with none of this shit. Yeah. But like you guys, you and I, and yeah. you and I, and you and you, yeah. <laughs> us, all <laughs> possible pairings of three, right? <laughs> grew up. Uh, and had our had our high school years, some of our most formative years, yeah. in the George W. Bush administration. Yeah, right. Yeah. And at the time, I want to remind you, George <laughs> W. Bush looked like yeah. the most idiotic yeah. leader we have ever had in the history of our yeah. nation. Depending on how you, how you felt about him, if you didn't like him, you thought. I mean, people said shit like Bush is a Nazi. Yeah, people actually said that. Sure. Now I look back and I'm like, he was just a, he was just a goof. We didn't know what he was doing. Right. With some yeah. real bad people around. Yeah, he just now Dick Cheney on the other hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Dick Matt Cheney, Jury's Darth out. Vader, IRL, yeah. uh, and Carl <laughs> Rove, the big horned goat demon, <laughs> that ran the country for eight years. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it's like a lovable goof now. Mm-hmm. Bush. Yeah. And which you know he still shouldn't have been our president, of course. Listen, of all the presidents that. I've lived through in my lifetime. Bush is the one I'd want to drink a beer with the most. I think. I think so, yeah. too. I mean, like, I think, so too. I think he'd be so, the one that I could relate to I mean, the I, most. I don't know. Obama, a, though, man. He'd be a cool guy to get a drink with. Yeah. Bush, Bush would be a little stiff. Bush would be like, hey, man, you want me to go over there and snort up that line of ants? Like, <laughs> 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 you get real drunk and he's like, yeah, yes, I'm going to go hang my underwear on the yeah. neighbor's flagpole. Bush is the like, one you could definitely yeah. count on to at some point in the night goat. Check out this shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind. That's the but, kind of drunk person I like. Bush yeah. is the fun frat bro. Yeah, Trump is the frat bro who goes. I want you to declare your loyalty <laughs> by writing my name on your penis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trump is actually the guy who got that kid from Penn State killed. Oh, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Did you see that? Uh, yeah. God. yeah. Oh, dark man. Yeah. Super dark. Yeah, that's basically Trump. Yeah, he's like the evil, the evil frat bro. Yeah. And then Obama's yeah. like the nerd who comes out once on the weekend, but like stays for an hour and leaves. Yeah. Gentlemen, I don't think we should be doing these hazing rituals anymore. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm with you. I think I want to have a beer with Bush too. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, the one. I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I think so that I can see streaking down the middle of campus. I've also definitely uh, always admired his golf swing. Yeah, he has a fantastic. <laughs> golf He's got swing. a great swing. He has it's a fantastic. Very golf. relaxed. Yeah, you know, not yeah. too, not too uh, uh, reliant on form, but right. gets the job done. He is know? a uh, like, and everybody like that was that famous. Like thing, like we're gonna work together to stop these terrorist killers. Now watch this drive. Now watch this drive, and it's and it's a hell of a drive. It's a good drive. <laughs> it's a really good yeah, drive. But also, he's got great form. If you told me in two thousand and three or four, <laughs> five, if you told yeah. me I was gonna want to drink a beer and hit a round of golf with George W. Bush, I'd punch you in the dick. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Like the fuck, I will. Mm. Uh, I am shocked at what time does, man. Sure. We have, in hindsight, is twenty twenty. Yeah. And look at all the old presidents, even the ones we don't really care for. Yeah. They all just look like a collection of granddads. Yeah, that we no all, one no one could hate that. Right. Bad. We all uh, uh, have discovered with this administration that there is a point beyond rock bottom, yeah. and we have hit it. Yeah, right. Yes, yeah, the molten core beneath rock bottom. Right. Yeah. There's a couple points where you've been jump started with Narcan eighty five times, where it's like, <laughs> eh, you know. Maybe this is it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's where the country's at right maybe now. We're tapping out now. Yeah. You know, that's well, three hundred dollars a vial. Maybe we should just let this one go. You know, where I mean? you wave off the angel. Yeah, let's go and yeah. come on. Yeah, yeah. They're bringing you back, and you go. I don't think so. Yeah, now nah, you know what? Let's just let's just take this elevator right up. We're down. <laughs> I don't, but, I don't, I don't care. Fuck it. Let's go. But anyway, we yeah. we we have a uh, we have a man in the Oval Office now who has who has watched the Matrix once and took it as gospel that people are batteries. <laughs> Chris, yes, Ham. What? Is, why are we fucked yes. this week? So we're you've got fucked? one, and I don't know what it is. We're fucked this week because I went to go get an oil change. Yeah, you, st- you uh, told us that little he, detail. He teased this to us in a group text yeah. message yeah. earlier this week. Yeah, uh, we. Uh, by we, I mean Trisha, my girlfriend, and I went to uh, went out of town this weekend for her birthday. Happy birthday, Trish! Trish, Trish. what's that? This is good. Yeah. Good. Oh, it's good, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're gonna get to the smoking and drinking in a little bit. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, yeah, we, um... And should uh, I just say, that while you were out of town, your Facebook posts, your hashtag game was on Oh, point. thank you. I don't yeah. know how to hashtag. <laughs> so, see, I'm not, I'm not on Facebook yeah, anymore. Yeah. I missed all of this. They were, like, 15-word we'll, like we'll hashtags. We'll run through them. We'll run through them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll show you some of them. But, uh, no, uh, we went out of town this weekend. It was my girlfriend's birthday, so Three. we went to... Three. We went to go visit her, her folks... Uh, her little brother had a track meet, so we were doing that the first day, and then we all went out to a birthday dinner. It was really nice. I love her family. Yeah. It's always great to get out there. And then the very yeah. next morning, we went out to the Columbus Zoo, uh, and we had a lot of good time there, and, you know, yeah. uh, and got to relax yesterday. And uh, But before I had to, before we got to do all that, I had to go prepare for the trip, you know, the day before on uh, Friday. So right. we... Uh, by we, I mean I. I don't, God, I can't talk today. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the royal we. The royal we. The editorial. <laughs> uh, I, I had to prepare. So I went out, filled the gas tank up on the car, got prepared to, you know, to go. Uh, I had to go get the oil changed. So yeah. I did that. Did some uh, laundry beforehand. Um, wrapped her presents, all that stuff. Aw. But I was sweetie. I know. What a, what a nice <laughs> guy. Oh, what a little sweetheart. <laughs> but uh, I went to uh, Valvoline to get my oil changed. And this is why your, we're your fucked. Earl? My Earl. You got, I swear you just said, got my Earl changed. <laughs> got, got my Earl changed. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to play that back yeah, and check that. I, want but no, I, I got uh, that there motor juice. That, that, give me some of that dinosaur. 
Give that dinosaur blood. Oh, it's so good on my hammer. We do. We literally do drive two-ton hunks of metal that are powered on dinosaur blood. Yeah, pretty straight. That's pretty metal, right? America, right? Yeah. But anyway, I went to Valvoline to get my oil changed. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's why we're fucked, is because <laughs> no one should ever go to Valvoline to get their oil changed. Oh, it is a terrible yes. idea. Oh, are we going out here and, and directly attacking a brand name? Yes, oh, we boy. are. Yeah. All right. Valvoline. Let's get Let into us it. bend you over your car and fuck you up the ass. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. ding, ding. Yeah. ding. So, uh... <laughs> And let me preface this by saying that the last time I got my oil changed, it was right before a trip to go see her family again, because yeah. I wanted the car to be prepared. Yeah. I went to a little joint out in Poland, Poland, Ohio, behind the Giant Eagle out there, that okay. way. Uh, I went in, I said, I want a basic oil change, and that's it. Yep. And I, I went in there, he changed the oil, and he's like, that'll be nineteen ninety nine. Nice. And I, and I said, that's it? That's said, amazing. He said, you said you wanted a basic oil change, right? And yep. I said... Yeah, he said, well, that's it. <laughs> and the reason I was surprised is because I'm not used to going in to get my oil changed and having not yeah. having 50 million questions asked to me. Like, yeah, right. hey, your air filter's blah, blah, blah. Hey, you know, yeah, they're trying to run you they're up. They're trying to run time. you up more and more. And I get it. Those guys have quotas, but I don't want sure. any of that. Sure. And the guy that did that at the other place, like, just reaffirmed by faith in humanity, he's like, <laughs> this kid doesn't want to fuck around. <laughs> my car's from 2002. It's got 200,000 miles on it. I'm yeah. not, I don't need the good oil. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, just, right. Right, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I just the, need the, the new and improved right. uh, synthetic hydro formula with with tachyons and, and <laughs> right. fucking yeah, so whatever kind of laser juice. Yeah, comes in. Jesus. <laughs> but like, I went to Valvoline and he's like, okay, and he's like running through the gamut. He's like, I do recommend for vehicle those mileage that you get there are Valvoline high octane yak piss oil. That just, <laughs> uh, it's got the tears of Jesus Christ Himself in it. Ooh. It's going to make your car run 155 million miles longer. Electrolytes. Yeah. Oh man, that's yeah. fancy. So it, and I'm like, no man, just the regular. And yeah. I like let him run through it. And then he's like, well, I got this oil. I got this air filter here. It looks like he's showing me this thing. Now this filter that he showed me is yeah. the the intake filter, yeah. right? My mechanic just changed that maybe four months ago. Sure. So <laughs> I, I know it's fine. Yeah, right. And I, I'm, I'm like, I, I'm like I, I can call this guy out if I want, but he hasn't finished putting the oil in my car yet, so I'm not going to do that. Right. But I just let him run through a spiel, and he's going, are you sure? Because this is like dragging your gas mileage down. And I'm going, I just fucking had a change, asshole. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, God, I hate So this. I went, I got, I wanted a basic oil change and windshield wipers. Basic windshield wipers, because they have <clears> high octane, <throat> mm -hmm. jack you off in your sleep windshield wipers. <laughs> Now right, cost yeah. extra. Everything's got to be super. Right. But I got basic, basic <laughs> windshield wipers, basic oil change. It cost me seventy eight dollars. Shut! I am up. not what? kidding you. Seventy eight bucks dollars. Oh no wonder you yeah. felt fucked. That is bullshit. Seventy. Oh, that is ridiculous. I'd like That's to point the oil change and what again? Uh, basic windshield wipers, both of them. Wipers put on. Wipers put oh, on. Yeah, okay. not, not even the rear, just like the two front. Just the two front, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, maybe, I don't know. But I had my oil changed for $20 at some fly-by-night local yeah. fuck-all place that yeah. had regular 10W30. Yes. So, so, so the moral of the story is... Don't get your don't get your shit done at like a brand name place. Do it at like a local right. place that has a good I rep. am yeah. definitively saying I'm never going back to Valvoline again. Um, well, like the, I'm the, so with it. The larger fuck that we're experiencing here is this, come on. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like we're we're already in the middle of a depression. Like yeah, do, right. people can't afford anything. Do you have to like 
Like yeah. the thing, the one thing that we need our vehicles to run to get to our jobs every day. Yeah, yeah charges nine million dollars. Now, I, I I will say this, and I I know this, this is going to be a bit hypocritical of me because I don't know shit about cars. Mm. Well, that's the whole point: is these people do and they fuck with you. But right. but if if you take a, a little time to look up how to change your own oil, mm-hmm. yeah. You could you could just go and buy the oil yourself, and it's like what ten bucks. Correct, but the problem is not changing the oil. The the problem is disposing the oil. Where do you go to do that? (laughs) Now you could dig a hole in your backyard and just pour it in. Yeah, right. (laughs) Which is the which is your neighbor's yard. Flush it down Um, the toilet. Yeah, throw it down the the sewer drain. Which is Uh, why our country is the way it is. The front lawn of the White House. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the president's face. Yeah, cook with it. Yeah, clean with it. Yeah. Uh, feed it to a cat. <laughs> that's probably good. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I just felt I felt slighted. All right. Yeah. And, and yeah. Like I, that's. I'll give oh, you, no, as well you should. I'll give yeah. you a slight follow up on that one. One of my ex girlfriends went to Valvoline once. The plug on the bottom, underneath, on, underside the car. They stripped the thing. They just kind of put it back on, and it leaked. And she, she was like bone dry on oil. Oh like my god. Yeah. So we had to go back and be like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, like this is this is clearly not how I brought it to you. Yeah. Because right. it held oil until I showed up, right? And now it doesn't, right? <laughs> and they were like, "Oh well, we could put like a we could put like a this thing in it, but we still had to go back after the thing yeah. was just like fucking out of oil." Jesus Christ! It was dangerous, man. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. Everybody, save your money. Don't go to Valvoline. Find a local place that's not going to charge you forty five dollars for an oil change. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Ask, ask around. Find a place with a good rep. Right. Um, I will never not go to that place I went to the first time. I'm going back there the next time, and I will keep you posted on the podcast. Yeah, how that goes next time. Yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> all right, David. Uh, I have a reason that we're fucked that we're all plenty aware of, but I want to talk about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a big story. Everyone already knows about it. What it is is a, a cyber attack that has been spreading around known as WannaCry. Yeah. Uh, so I is that uh, what it's called? It's called well the the actual program itself the that's the malware itself not the exploit but the malware itself is called WannaCry, which is kind of weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just off yeah. the bat, it's like yes, I yes I do. Yes, I would yeah. like to cry right now. <laughs> and it's uh it's ransomware, is it not? It's ransomware, it's ransomware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. which is you know like increasingly common and popular stuff. Sure. Uh, so uh, the 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 brief history on this that I understand is that the exploit that makes the whole thing work mm-hmm. was developed by the NSA. Yes. It was meant to be kept secret. Yes. It was part of a whole series of breaches, you know, of, of this information that made its way out to the internet. Yeah. Then this exploit was bundled into some other previously existing ransomware software. And then the, the upshot of that is that you know, in the UK in particular, several national healthcare, you know, Hospitals. NHS, yeah, yeah, locations were all ransomed out. There were there were uh, ambulances being diverted to other places. People who couldn't get care. God knows how many people, uh, you know, remained very injured or or died as a result. I yeah, mean, I, don't, I don't, you know, I guess we can't know. Now, uh, how, now, how. How likely do you think it is that the person who originated this meant for it to hit hospitals? Like, like, how 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 much do you reckon it's some seventeen-year-old kid who's shitting his pants now because the government's <laughs> going to come after him? Well, yeah, that's the thing is. Uh, so they have some theories. They think, uh, first of all, that it seems tied to the same North Korea uh, sure. uh, hackers that were responsible for the Sony breach. Mm. Uh, Assuming that that was actually North Korea in the first place, you know, and, and not Sony Pictures Entertainment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, the uh, publicity is a funky animal, isn't it? Mm-hmm. They also don't know the vectors by which it actually spreads. So you know your general like you know, 
computer yeah. uh, hygiene would would say don't open unknown attachments. Yeah. Don't use weird flash drives. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Don't click strange links. Those things, you know, might have been responsible, but this thing, it's possible it just spread organically throughout network machines. Sure. They don't really know yet the way it spreads. Yeah. They have an idea of how it works, but mm. they don't know how it spreads. The other thing about this is that when you get, when, you, when your machine is locked down, you receive a message that says, okay, so... You have a week to pay this yeah. much money. Well, you have, you have two days to pay $300. And then it goes up. It goes up after two days. And then <laughs> up after two more days. And apparently after eight days... You lose all your files. Everything's gone. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. so here's the real reason I wanted to mention why we're fucked. It's not the attack itself, which is already bad. You're going to have the same exact <laughs> thought that I had on yeah. this attack. Well, there's, there's, a, there, there's two ways you can look at it. but Catch me up on this. Yeah, well, okay, so uh, before, you, before you say it's just Windows XP machines, it does, it's, a, it's more XP machines, but it's primarily Windows XP machines that are no longer supported. Correct. Right. So, and I happen to, because of the, the job that I do and the companies that I work with, I know a little bit about this. Healthcare systems are notoriously far behind. So are hospitals. Hospitals are far yeah. behind. ATMs are crazy far behind. So all these very, very important life critical or, you know, like identity critical systems. Oh. They're running fucking yeah. Windows XP. You're my spirit animal. <laughs> I had the same. The, the best OS, I might add. <laughs> yes. I was I was literally screaming at the nightly news. I was screaming at Lester Holt going, update your fucking computer! Yeah, right. <laughs> Just buy a new computer! <laughs> yeah, You're right. telling me a multi-million dollar industry uh-huh. can't afford to get Windows 10. Now, there are some reasons yeah. for this. Some of the biggest reasons specifically in healthcare... Is that they're liable for this shit. Mm-hmm. If it's got to be life critical, they don't want to update things willy-nilly. Because they want to break something that might be keeping your fucking heart moving. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's reasons that they're really hesitant to be ahead. Yeah. But there's no excuse for the fact that the thing, the operating system that came out before the first iPod right. I learned on NPR today. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Think about how old that is. That should be the thing keeping your heart and lungs moving. Right. Windows XP powered my Age of Empires 2 experience <laughs> on the MSN Game Zone. Oh, I remember shit. that shit. Yeah. Wow. Oh, dude. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, my gosh. This whole, all this old Microsoft bundled <laughs> ecosystem for Look, games and shit. I think we can all pretty much... I think we can all agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all pretty much agree. XP was... Either one of the best or arguably the best operating system. Yeah, I really think it was. good. It was really good. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that... <laughs> 12, 13 years later? Oh, God. It's, I, I can't remember the year, but it's, uh, it, it's ancient. Oh, two? Oh, one. If it's not supported... Wow. If it's not supported, don't rely on it as, as, a, as a stable security option. Right. right. Yeah, this is... Because the, here's the other problem. Microsoft patched this in March. For XP. Right. And they haven't supported XP for right. like a decade. <laughs> they, they, XP has been out of support. I think it's been a little while. It's been a couple of years, actually, since they fully terminated all support. But because they knew about this exploit. Yes. Not only that, they helped out people with pirate copies of Windows. Yeah. Wow. They helped people be like, okay, we're getting this from someone who doesn't have a legitimate license, but fuck it. This, it's important enough. Yeah. It we're going gonna to help these people <laughs> because everything depends on it. Remember the good old days when people thought Bill Gates was a Nazi and right. all, all, this, yeah, that's right. all this great... Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I did see that cool video of him hopping over a chair. That was pretty that cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a... Uh, what was it? Connie Jung me like, I hear you could hop over a chair. And he's like, yup. And then he hops over a chair. Oh, man. Connie Chung. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. 
Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so the, the real reason we're fucked, uh, beyond all this, is that when people see that little yellow shield thing that says restart your machine, they go, ah, right. I can do it tomorrow. <laughs> I'll just wait, and then it's five days later, yeah. it's a week later, and the, the, the international oh. healthcare oh. is crumbling. Yeah. And then everyone has the gall to complain that Windows 10 forces updates on them. Yeah. Well, because you don't do it yourself. yourself. Right. Yes. It is you so, brought this on yourselves. This is the reason, in fact, that that you know modern operating systems will continue to push updates that you don't really have a choice over, because you're too fucking lazy to save the world right. by hitting the restart button. You selfish asshole. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad we're on yeah. the same page. Yes. Absolutely. Update your fucking machines. If you own a hospital, think about maybe Windows Seven at least. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, when we come back. Yes. We're going to talk about what we're schmurfing. Ooh! And what we're derfing. Oh, nice. Oh, I like this. Oh, yes. Schnurf, schnurf. <laughs> Stay tuned, ladies and germs. <laughs> Dudes podcast. Yes, we just had a nice break. Yeah, um, and around around this time, we like to do a little segment mm. that we call "Here's what I'm smoking," and "Here's what I'm drinking." <laughs> no one can see the hand. Yeah, I know we're doing. Yes. Every time one of us says that, we like put both our hands up in a shrug motion. <laughs> and when they say "smoking," you lean to one side, and when they say Here's "drinking," you lean to the other side. Yes. A little <laughs> mental picture in your head there. Smurfing, yes. smurfing, snarking. Dolphin. <laughs> Snarkin dolphin. Snorkel dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Uh, well, why don't you start, Slammy? I, I will start because I, I have the label here because I can't yet remember the name of this cigar. Mm. It's a Macanudo. 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 It's a Macanudo. Yeah. Um, I, I bought it uh, like I usually buy things purely on the label. Yep. The the attractiveness of the label and uh, it's colored in the same way as as my preferred cigar, the Perla del Mar. Lighter wrap, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. a light a light cigar, and uh, I gotta say, I'm really enjoying it. It's good, yeah. It's, I, I just told him Slammy earlier, packed with flavor. We mm. went together to the cigar shop to pick them out, and I was telling him earlier, when I was young and stupid, I used to make fun of people who. <laughs> Bought Macanudos without ever even even have tried one, yeah, not even tasting um, one. Just, just like, being like, big, I, because I, it's a yuppie cigar. It was like labeled <laughs> as a yuppie cigar. Yeah, like you don't like the association, right? And then Ross, friend of mine, uh, handed me a Macanudo one time, and I was like, ah, eh, whatever. And they're really good. I haven't had a Macanudo that I don't like, so yeah, it's a good yeah, smoke. It's, and I'm not I'm not up on my cigar brands or anything. I just bought it because I like the label. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, which is how it, we buy all right. this stuff. It's well, just entirely listen, how people I'm an, buy Obviously, wine. I'm an arrogant prick. You know what I mean? Because, like, <laughs> you know. Obviously. I don't, I, don't, I don't know that much about cigars. I just know what I like, and I, I know a little bit. But like, they're good. They're I like the most. unsnobbish approach to cigars, which yeah. is just yeah. try something new. Right. If it's good, you buy it yep. again. Mm-hmm. If not, you don't. It's like the unsnobbish appro- approach to like like steak or fish. Right. Yeah. Sure. You try it. If you like it, good. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I am drinking because I'm trying to take it easy Durkin. tonight. Durkin. I'm Durkin. Dockin. Uh, the Dockers. Twisted Tea Summer Blueberry. Ooh. Ah. Um, True. Not just tea. tea it's twisted tea. <laughs> oh yeah. boy! A yeah, refreshing hard hard beverage with a real iced tea taste. The malt beverage with select teas and natural flavors. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. 
Any mm. anyone who says that that men can't drink fruity drinks, screw you. Yeah, that's <laughs> bullshit. Listen, have so, you guys so, ever had why am apple I not allowed teenies? To, why am I not yeah. allowed to? Apple teenies are fucking yeah, incredible. They, are. they really fucking are fucking incredible. Why am I not allowed to drink things that taste good? Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah right. Because we're <laughs> Like fuck you. Well, it's that penis and balls. That's yeah, a, that's what it is. Penis and balls. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what's going on. Penis and balls say no. Yeah, apparently reduces my masculinity. On the note of not being able to drink things that taste good, I'm I'm drinking. Something that tastes good. I'm drinking, yeah, I'm drinking one of two of Ben's Line and Google Summer Shandies. Mm. Uh, I am increasingly a fan of this brand of beer. Line and Google is great. They, it's yeah. very good. They don't, do, it's very a, good. they don't do a bad beer. Shandies honestly. are really nice. The Shandies are really good. Mm. Uh, the, I recommend the Grapefruit Shandy if you ever get a chance. Yes. I had one of those yeah. at the Columbus Zoo. They had Miller Lite and, of all things, Line and Google's yeah, yeah, Grapefruit yeah. Shandy. And I got a $10 tall Line and Google's <laughs> Grapefruit Shandy at the... <laughs> It's good. Yeah, really it's, good it's beer. That, that must be really nice at the zoo, just drinking in, a tall in shandy. 78 degree hot sunlight. Yeah. yeah. That's really this good. is the real reason we're drinking these, uh, uh, you know, not to s- spoil what you're drinking, Dave, but <laughs> yeah, right. w- the, these fruity kind of mm-hmm. beverages. Is, it's summer. It's hot. Yeah. yeah. You know, we want we want some, we want like a little tropical right. flair. Yeah, the winter our, ends uh, and we don't want to just drink, you know, swill yeah. in a hut and yeah. wait for the, the snow to go. <laughs> Yesterday, <laughs> I, uh, I, Trisha and I made, uh, I, I I was telling him we we made with our new meat grinder. Yeah, we ground up some chicken patties, and I bought a six pack of Bud Light Lime, and I drank the shit out of those beers. Yeah, I drank them all. Not bad. There's I like a, Bud Light. It is one of the most drinkable beers ever. You put that fucker in the freezer until you get little ice crystals starting to form in it. it you, you almost forget you're drinking Bud Light. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it, exactly. It also took me a long time to realize the strange shape of the bottle. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I didn't yeah. pick up it's on a it for like shape. Yeah, yeah. I didn't it, notice that neat. for a long time. That's cool. That's cool. Just yeah, didn't dawn on me. Oh, and I'm I'm smoking by the smirkin. way. Yes, I forgot to do smirking. I'm. Yeah, uh, you did Dorkin, but not yeah. smirking. I did uh, uh, 1980s hair metal band Dokken. <laughs> <laughs> you nerd! <laughs> nerd! Uh, did you really need to preface hair metal with 1980s? Because I felt like <laughs> yeah. that's kind of yeah. Good yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm smoking one of my regular go tos. Uh, it's a. I went out and bought two. Uh, you know, familiar favorites at the cigar store today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the one I'm smoking right now is the uh, Perdomo Lot 23, the Torpedo Cuts. <sighs> the, mm-hmm. For those of you non-cigar smokers, are the ones with the pointy ends. Yeah. Um, I love the smoke. I Lot smoked, 23 is great. I've smoked this cigar more, probably more than anything <clears throat> else, Couple, close, maybe close to 100 times. Seems like now. it went pretty quick. Yeah, I lit it early, like right at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, normally yeah. I feel like they last a little longer, but that's, I might have that wrong. Mm. It seems like it was kind of a fast smoke. I guess it's about 40 minutes. It's a torpedo. Better yeah. be damn fast. <laughs> Warfare jokes. Yeah. All right, Dave, what do you... What do you uh... Uh, okay, so my, my smorping is the same as every week. It's I feel like it's a given at this point. Trusty Marlboro Edge cigarettes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Smoke. Smoke. Smoke, you <laughs> fucking losers. But what I'm drinking... Peer pressure, peer I'm pressure, really peer ex- pressure, peer <laughs> pressure, peer pressure, peer pressure. Don't smoke, but totally smoke. Um... <laughs> What I'm drinking is something I'm really fucking excited about. Yes. It is really good. Uh, this was an attempt to clone uh, a beer for uh, my boss who really enjoys this beer, and it's only seasonally available, but Stone does a Ruination variant, mm. which is their Ruination IPA. They do a variant 
which is uh, additional. They add in uh, oranges, oranges like orange peel, yeah, and vanillas, uh, vanillas, <laughs> vanillas, <laughs> vanillas. So beans. many of them. Yeah, they have vanilla beans and orange to this beer. Mm. So this is an attempt to clone this. Uh, pretty, not, not very clear, kind of cloudy. Uh, really nice, rich, ambery color. Well, it hasn't been carbonated yet either. Yeah, it's, and I don't, I don't expect the clarity to change that much out of that. It sure, might. but homebrewed stuff is usually it t- tends to be cloudy anyway. Yeah, unless you're really obsessive about filtering your beers, which you know for like all of human history they didn't, so yeah. that's good enough for me. <laughs> um, but this is uh, it's uh, it's really really good, very hop forward, really nice vanilla and orange taste on the the back end of it. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, and and like I said, I, you guys I, want another sip? I had yeah, suggested. I might, I'm, I might I'm have good. a little bit of that. Later, I, want, I want you to uh, enjoy that. Oh, um, so incredibly good. I had suggested uh, so because happy. of that, naming it after like a creamsicle or some variation of, yeah. of you know the orange uh, creamsicle kind of flavor. The orange is stronger than I thought it was going to be, and I'm really happy about it. I don't mind it. It's 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 it, it, it finishes nice. It's it's still very it's smooth for being. So orangey, and I feel like that's on the part of the vanilla. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's got a good taste to it. It's not fully carved up, but this is exactly what I hoped it would be like. <laughs> yeah. It's better, I think, than the original. It's real good. Uh, so that's what I'm dorping. Good. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, you had mentioned, uh, I'm going to attempt a segue here. Um, <laughs> you, segue! You had mentioned beer uh, uh, being brewed a certain way throughout most of human history. And of course, beer is about as old as human civilization itself, yes. possibly even older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a theory that says that that uh, our desire to, to make more beer with yeah. barley and hops is... Uh, Directly led to the agricultural yes. revolution, sure. yes. and therefore towns, cities, <clears throat> civilizations right. around Which is alcohol, really cool. around our desire for booze. Gosh, um, it's amazing! It's a glug, 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 glug. <laughs> yeah, Anthro- anthropology helps us discover some very depressing truths about ourselves. Yep. <laughs> um, but it, it leads perfectly into my topic, which is yep. history is insane. Yeah. Sure is. What is the craziest thing about history that you guys know? Oh, boy. I have one. If you guys need some time to think about it, I could open it up. Craziest thing about history. Any historical fact. Any any wacky, fact, story, anecdote, legend, perhaps. Legends. Um, I got I got a couple. Yeah, I got a couple. You got some good ones. Now, what what are your what lead us into this? What what is your what is this? What is the historical frame that you're well, time and place? Uh, so the Hundred Years' War for the first one, okay. uh, the Hundred Years' War, which lasted how long? Four thousand years. One hundred and sixteen years. <laughs> this uh, was uh, uh, England and France. England correct. and France, correct? Uh, back uh, in the what, like twelfth, thirteenth century? Twelfth or thirteenth? Oh. Ah, I love nice. this topic. Um, I just want to say this is going to be this fun. is going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, this is a this is a legend. Um, and whether it's true or not, I don't think matters to the story sure. because it's a great story. Right. <laughs> the, yeah, let's the, treat them all as if they're true. So anyway. this is a little this is a little fun fact that you can surprise your friends with at the bar. Yeah, or a fun story. During the the Hundred Years' War, <clears throat> the French. You got to preface it with "I was there." Yeah, I was there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the French and the British were fighting, and uh, it was a uh, you know. Pretty bloody conflict. Obviously, it lasted yeah. a couple hundred, a real hundred in change. You know, this was, this uh, was the uh, life. Now, this was the conflict that gave birth to uh, Joan of Arc. Yes, 
Yes. To give people a, a kind of a, a, a mythico historical time right. frame. Right. Once more into the breach, ye men, ye, ye band of brothers, you know what Henry. I mean? Henry. Right. Uh, King Henry, yeah. Yes. So okay. it's that's that. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, so the the legend goes that the the French, the, the most the highest trained military unit on the earth at that time, was thought to be or the, one of the best was the the British longbowmen. Um, yeah, uh, they they got these guys specifically from Wales. Yes, it's a it's a big point of pride for me being being of Welsh descent. Right. They um, are, and they if you've ever seen the the old longbows, they're basically as tall as a human being would have been at the time, which is like roughly five 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 six. They're ridiculous. They're ridiculous, and yeah. they are scarily accurate. These archers were scarily accurate at like four or five hundred yards. Jesus, like yeah. they are devastatingly accurate and terrifying, and the the French. So feared the British longbowmen, the U bowmen. Mm-hmm. Um, they were long, big U bows. That's important. They were okay. big U bows. Okay. They were so afraid of these bowmen that when they would capture any bowmen, they would put their finger on a block. I know what story this is. <laughs> they would. They would. Yeah. And they. It's also important to note that the longest. Look at. Take, put your hands out in front of you, listeners. The yeah. longest finger on your hand is your middle finger, right? Right. So that yeah. is the the one that they used for power when they would pluck the U bow. When you back. knock your arrow, you got to draw it back with your with your middle finger with your right. index and middle finger. Yeah. So the 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 French so feared these bowmen that whenever they would capture one alive. They would put his hand on a block and cut off his middle finger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, you know, this, I've, heard, I've heard this, this story. story. I, yeah, I've heard it disputed, but I don't care. Right, it's exactly We're so that's the point. Right? It doesn't matter. This, this is, is just a cool little. It's list. so fun. Yeah. So the uh, I can't remember the name of the battle, but mm-hmm. it was this. Agincourt? It might have been Agincourt. That was the once more into the breach, you men, you know, it was that the, battle. The, okay. the, uh, the English forces were highly outnumbered mm-hmm. at this battle. Um, a big reason the French lost were because of uh, inexperienced and overeager noblemen right. who were filling out their cavalry ranks and wanted the glory. They wanted to just, you know, kind of just yeah. charge in and wipe out this, See, you know, maybe, English force. Maybe this force. is a different battle I'm thinking of. Because this is what this was was... Okay. The French had so. This might be it because the French had so largely outnumbered the British. Okay. For this fight, it was raining. Too. It was raining. The ground and was muddy. I was there. there. So the battle, <laughs> the battle basically started the night before. Uh, the French had a little party because they were ce- they were prematurely celebrating victory. Okay. This is Agincourt. Uh, yes, and they you know, a little wine, a little pate. Oh, oh mon get... bon bon, mm. You know. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're having this thing, and, and in the night, the British forces came in and sneak snuck attacked the camp, yeah. and yeah. won and Jeez. won the battle. So at the end of the battle, the when they were marching the captured French troops up, you know what I mean, and and into jails basically, yeah, the British U bowmen. Yeah, stood right. on the side of the marching line and held up their middle fingers <laughs> yeah. and said, hey, I can still pluck my you. <laughs> pluck me you. And over time, the, the legend goes that we changed it to, hey, I can fuck you. <laughs> so, if you it. ever want a good story as to where the middle finger came from, yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's a fun one. Now, I, I've heard... I've heard these as two separate things because the the middle finger thing I, I believe up until the point mm-hmm. where it for for context U is the type of wood Y E W Y E W correct yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the type of wood that was used in the bow is very flexible mm-hmm. um, 
but I, I, I believe that I, I believe the story and I, I hold it to be gospel of, of the fact that they held up their middle fingers to show, you know, you can't yeah, take these can't, trophies. Right. Yeah. Right. But, but as far as the word fuck, fuck goes, right. Um, it, 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 I feel like it comes from like a proto Germanic oh, okay. type thing. It's a very blunt, like stone right. or, yeah. or horse. Yeah. yeah. You know, farm. It's, That's probably far more accurate. It's a blunt. Another common legend was fornication under consent of the king. Which yeah, proven, that one. yeah, which has been proven to be false. That was yeah. um, but it made for a good story. Made for a good story, but um, like like this one basically. Yeah. It's, it makes for a good story. Also, uh, uh, for unlawful carnal knowledge, mm. which was later uh, the title of a Van Halen album. Yes, <laughs> uh, that's great. But yeah, no, that's uh, I have a couple other ones, but I think that's a good little lead yeah. Off. If you ever want a good bar story, that's well, let's yeah, go absolutely. around here. Let's, you got one because I don't have one yet. I do, um, and I, I may have told you guys about this before. I may not have, um, but it's uh, I'm I love 20th century history. Yeah, huh? um, you know I. I I'm kind of a history noob, I guess, but I, I really love World War II. Yeah. Um, uh, the Cold War, especially. I, I get hyped for anything I read about the Cold War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Vietnam. Any, anything in the 20th century is, is absolutely fascinating to me. Um, but especially, like I said, World War II. Um, and I've told you guys before about the, uh, the Special Operations Executive, yeah. it was called. Uh, Winston Churchill... Uh, referred to it as the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was an agency that I should you not, know, Roald Dahl, Ian Fleming, Christopher Lee. Yeah. All yeah. all worked for. Wasn't uh wasn't what's what's her name? Julia Child, was she also a part of that or was she just a this different agent of some kind? I believe Julia oh, Child uh, might have also been a member No, of... I think I think she was involved in some covert shit in the yeah. war, but like yeah. I, I don't know if it was specifically that agency. Don't mind me. It's kind of hard to be covert when you're. Ah, you ruskies! Don't mind me. I'm just stabbing this Nazi right in his jugular. The best way to spread a Nazi is to get him right in the throat, move down the chest cavity, and yeah. tear him crap. Oh, you joke, but but true story. During the filming of Lord of the Rings, Christopher Lee advised Peter Jackson on the proper sound a man makes when he's stabbed in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Which is specifically a gurgling sound because his lungs are filling up with blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, which is terrifying as shit, right? Like Christopher Lee, like was seriously like a fucking secret agent. Yeah. Uh, Ian Fleming based uh, James Bond off of his experience in the in the SOE. Yeah. Um, but one of the most ridiculous operations, and and not enough credit is given to you know we we see you know in film and and in video games and everything, you know these brave charges into into Nazi territory. Yeah. And, right. And, you know, these daring fighter pilots in the Pacific. Sure, the high-octane shit. And there yeah. were a lot of those. Yeah. The intelligence part of it, I feel like, is the much more interesting part. Oh, yeah. And and maybe the most ridiculous story I've ever heard of I know what you're as far say. as World War, World War II operations is Operation Mincemeat. This uh, is a great story. A bell. This is a great story. So, <laughs> so the... And this is this is 100% true by the way. Yeah. Like, this happened. This, this isn't this, even this, this, this actually happened and I feel like this would make a fantastic Simon Pegg movie, like a morbid comedy yeah. war <laughs> movie that just gets a little serious as it gets to the end. Uh-huh. Um but but uh so the allies had this problem where 
Northern Africa was in dire need of supplies. Their front on Northern Africa uh, needed some more reliable trade routes. The best way to do that, of course, is through the Mediterranean, which, of course, at the time was controlled by the Italians, uh-huh. um, uh, uh, allies of Nazi Germany. And, and so what they, what they wanted to do, what the allies wanted to do was capture the island of Sicily, the ball that the boot of Italy is kicking. Right. Yeah, right. Um, they wanted to capture Sicily. It's too strongly held. So what they what they thought to do was a misdirection operation, uh-huh. in which they they would try and convince Axis troops that they were actually going to try and capture Corsica and Sardinia, which are several hundred miles off of the west coast of Italy. Okay, um, pair of islands, uh, st- obviously strategic importance. They're large enough to accommodate bases. Uh, you know, it could open up some supply routes. What they really wanted was Sicily. Right. Mm-hmm. So. The idea came about, what if we... <laughs> I remember this. I love this story. What if we planted fake documents on a dead guy <laughs> and pl- and just dropped him in a, in a, in a May West escape unit <laughs> off the coast of Spain? Uh, Spain, uh, at the time, was leaning fascist. It, ha- it wasn't in a side in the war at the time, but it was leaning fascist. And so both sides had a... Had a uh, an intelligence interest yeah. in Spain. Yeah. And so what they did was they got a fresh corpse. They they, they got the <laughs> freshest corpse they could. They, they <laughs> real fa- good one. They found Not a, one of those old ones from the back. <laughs> yeah. Like nice. yeah, top shelf corpse. No, you gotta the new corpse was the shape right. up and everything. Yeah. So so they ended up striking gold when they found this Welsh vagrant <laughs> who had died of exposure, drunk and sleeping in an alley. Oh my god. And they went, and, and they went, jackpot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And so they had to, of course, like, secure permission from this dude's family. Yeah. And, and, and everything. What a great family legacy. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. Before right. You... So, so this guy's about to be a war hero, spoiler alert, and he's already dead. Yeah. He's hours dead already. <laughs> so, but they needed a guy in the right conditions, you know, dead of exposure. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, uh. You know, someone that will look convincing because what they were going to do was dress him in an officer's uniform, an RAF officer's uniform, make it look as though his plane had gone down in the Mediterranean and washed up on the southern coast of Spain. Yeah. And in his pocket would be a letter. And they they debated for a while over how exactly this letter should be worded. Yeah, sure. You gotta get this right if you're gonna yeah. get a dead guy yeah. and dress him up. Basically, basi- <laughs> you wanna like, fuck this up. Like yeah. spe- specifically, what the letter mentioned was like a shipment of sardines. Mm. What? Sardinia. Yeah. yeah. Oh. To, in order to in order to get, you know, hoping that this guy would fall into the hands of of you know some some Third Reich agent, which of course he back. which of course he did. Yeah, and he did. Yeah, and and. The deception was so meticulously thought out and so thoroughly convincing that the Axis powers diverted a shitload of troops off of Sicily to Corsica and Sardinia, and the Allies immediately launched an invasion. That's what spearheaded uh, our southern front. That's amazing. Incredible. It's... It... it they like 
They used a dead dude. They could have called this <laughs> Operation Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. <laughs> right. Seriously. Bernie shambling in. Yeah. Drops down on the coast. <laughs> no, so, I, and, and I've always thought that would make that would just be a perfect movie. Operation Mincemeat was, yeah. was a name. They they had like a list of, of names, potential names for the operations, and <laughs> someone with a grim sense of humor picked Operation Mincemeat. That's pretty dark. And and so I've always felt like this would make a great movie where the war hero is dead at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but like after the operation, like and and after um uh his body could be recovered, they buried him with full military honors in Spain. Incredible. Uh, that's, that's incredible. That's nice. Like like he he had served the Allied cause after incredible. his death. Incredible. Incredible. There's I, lots of great stuff like that from World War II. Like I'm sure you guys have heard of like. Churchill inflating the tanks. Did you ever see that? Oh, yeah. Oh, decoy yeah. tanks. Decoy Just tanks. Just like big inflatable tanks? Yeah, they wanted... To, to they, deceive aerial units. To deceive oh. they, and they And it worked. They took pictures overhead yeah. of these big inflatable tanks and <laughs> planes and all sorts of shit to scare... Like, to... to just to re again to redirect troops, I believe. Yeah, right. right. To, yeah, to yeah. create the impression that they needed a presence somewhere that they didn't Correct. need to be. Right. Brilliant. And there's great photos of soldiers with tanks floating. You know what I mean? Like they had to tie these. Like it's really cool. It's really cool. There's a lot of that shit in World War Two. Oh, it's oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. So, some of the things that the um, uh, one of my dad's favorite movies is The Train, starring Burt Lancaster. Mm. Um, Good movie. Yeah, yeah, and it, it it's a it's a uh, based on the true story of a bunch of French train engineers mm -hmm. who basically bogged the Nazis down in paperwork and red tape and and bureaucratic yeah. bullshit to prevent a bunch of trains full of precious French art from leaving France. Yeah. Oh my God. Like the the stuff that the French the Dutch resistance as well was was. Ballsy as hell, uh, but the sorts of things that they did just to hamper uh, Nazi activity any way they could yeah. was ridiculous. Well, of course, ultimately, it all proves effective. Sure. Mm -hmm. Well, and, like, and along those lines, like uh, there's a movie came out a couple years ago called Monuments Men, which is a true story. Yeah, yeah and it's uh, you know a pretty good movie, but it, it, you know more importantly, it's a true story. Like a lot of people don't realize that. Hitler was he was an art student yeah yeah and he his plan was to steal art great the greatest works of art from around the world and open once the once the third Reich he rained, conquered the entire world right, he was going to open an enormous <laughs> how'd that turn out an enormous museum <laughs> full of all the conquered art that he stole yeah, yeah. so the Nazis stole yeah I mean thousand year old you know pieces of, of our human history, you know? Yeah, I mean? right. Yeah. And then when they were losing, burned burned it to hide the evidence. Yeah. And if that doesn't immediately give you shivers and make you very sad, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it's just, when I hear yeah. something like that, that's human history. That's why I get so, like, uh, ISIS recently, you know, a couple months ago, they were talking about them, you know, burning statues. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right, you know, knocking down these ancient churches. and It happens in, like, so, every conflict. Think of the library gets, of Alexandria. Yeah, a little yeah. piece gets chipped away. I know? think I think I told you guys before about um, about this movie, Russian Ark. Yeah. It's a Russian-language movie uh, that, that it's it's like a kind of ephemeral, uh, dreamlike journey through the, the State Hermitage Museum, which used to be the Tsar's Winter Palace okay. in, in St. Petersburg. 
And there's a short scene. It, it's no longer than like 30 to 45 seconds long. Okay. Where they stumble into a room. It goes through different periods of time, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like a, like a 30 to 45 second scene where they stumble into a room where this dude is like trying to, to wrap up these paintings and, and shouting about how the Germans are, are coming to attack. Ugh. You know, and it's, Jeez. it's, it's the single mo like all the colors washed out. Everything about the scene is just grim. And, and this dude is, you know, this dude's just like manic. He's like, are you going to volunteer to protect these? Huh? Yeah, right. you know, and it's, it's, it's insane. Like the, like the sheer amount of, you know, it was the deadliest war in human history. Yeah. You know, by far. And it, Seventy million, I think, is the the highest estimate. Sure, yeah. Seventy million people, right? and it's not just—I mean, it's not just human life. It's human history. It's mm-hmm. all these things that just completely wiped off the face of the earth. Literally, yeah. literally, our history. Yeah. I mean, and that's like not to get like super serious on the comedy podcast, right? right. But, like, no. It, I mean, Hashtag comedy boys. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's just—it's—it's—it's. It's, Boy, that Hitler sure was a jerk, huh? Yeah. <laughs> It's heartbreaking. It really is heartbreaking yeah. to think that all this stuff is just gone now because yeah. I've got a, I've got a crazy person. Maybe a little more of an uplifting story because it's separated by time. But, yeah. But no, I'm you, so I still okay. don't have anything. Well, well, I let, might not come up. Well, on let anything. me let me let me regale you with this story. It's it's about a um, it's about a man named Zergadai. Okay. Um, I got to I got to actually look up uh, the Zergadai. people he belonged to because <laughs> I I'm I'm. Oh, uh, the Zerg. Naturally. The Zerg, yeah. Hail yeah. Zerg. And I, have a, I have a couple funny ones, too, in the meantime, if you're... <coughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, what else do you got? Let me, let me, sh- let me, yeah, let me we, share uh... a quick one real quick. Uh, so we all know the song Yankee Doodle Dandy, right? Yes, Yankee Doodle yes. went Why, to yes, town, riding on a pony, stuck a feather in his hat and called it macaroni. So everybody, every American knows that song. Yeah, right. But I would bet that most people don't know where it comes from. And this is also a true story. Yeah. So this is not like a fable, like like legend to history. This is actually a true story. Yeah. When the when the British attacked, uh, when when the war was declared, basically the yeah. you know, the Declaration of Independence was signed, and the the Redcoats started fighting us. Yeah. Um, it was first of all. Let me preface this by saying that. We're independent. Yeah. We don't agree. Yeah. Let <laughs> we me, don't care for taxes. Let's screw your team. <laughs> Ooh, that rhymed. Yeah. That <laughs> let's, uh, uh, let's 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 preface this by saying let's get this this big ass elephant out of the room right now. If the British really wanted to, they would have killed the sh- yeah, but, yeah. shit out of you us. Know, Seems fr- like it, right? France did us a huge favor by occupying sure, them and sure. helping us out. Here's the thing, and a lot of, a lot of Americans don't realize that no. we were fighting, the, the British were fighting six different fronts oh, yeah. during the Revolutionary War, and we were, the, we were the least of their concern at the time. Yeah, Napoleon so, at the time loved us. He yes. loved General Washington. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. he really, really, he truly, honestly did. Truly, yeah. No. In fact, when when George Washington died, uh, Napoleon declared a day of mourning in France. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, yeah. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah. y'all. But yeah, the the British Empire was fighting wars on six different fronts. <laughs> yeah, and we were like you do when you try to run an empire. Sure, we've all played enough games of civilization right, exactly. to know how that goes. And, and like <laughs> we were. We were the the least concerned to them. They didn't care about us because yeah. we were a bunch of farmers with pitchforks. So they so little cared about us yeah. that they lost. First of all, sure. sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, but secondly, they they would mock us and taunt us openly. Mm-hmm. Now you have to understand the thing about the colonists. 
most of the colonists who were in the Americas at the time had been established there. They were, you know, largely native for yeah. about a hundred years or so. Yeah, yeah right. You know, we've been, been here enough to like have like first generation and our Americans own, and our own culture yeah. and, and not really be fully aware of what was going on over in England. Sure. So when the Redcoats came over and fighting us, they would there was. A lot of things going on back in the homeland that the colonists <laughs> didn't know about. And one of them was a, a, a club called the Macaroni Club. <laughs> this, I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm not kidding. No, this, yeah, I'm no, along I, to this club. The I'm, a, I'm a card carrier yeah. Macaroni Club. So the Macaroni yeah. Club was a, was a club for well-to-do... Yeah, young British males, sure. Fox. where they would Fox, Dandy Fox, <laughs> Dandy Fox, where they would get together and talk about fashion of the day mm. and latest gossip. Yeah, um, it was basically let's. Well, if we're gonna be honest, it was it was uh, ye old queer eye for the straight guy. <laughs> uh, I, I was gonna say ye old three dudes podcast. Yeah, right. No, no it's, it, was, yeah. it was it was like a lot. Gayer. It was a gr- it was a, a group of young, well-to-do homosexual British noblemen who yeah. would gather at this club and talk about fashion and gossip and uh, yeah. you know theater and oh dear me. It was it was it was it was a gay club basically. Yeah, it, was, sure. it was you know what I mean. And Sounds fancy. The British, when they came over, they they would taunt, they they would taunt the colonists by calling them Yankee, Yankee, or we all know what Yankee means. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yankee Doodle Dandies, which is basically calling us a bunch of homos. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, yeah. Americans, uh, colonists at the time, before we were officially Americans, but mm-hmm. uh, Americans knew. Nothing of yeah the the macaroni club. Why would you? Nobody knew what a Yankee Doodle Dandy was, but we knew a good song when we heard one. <laughs> <laughs> so they yeah. literally adopted the Yankee Doodle Dandy song That's that amazing. was meant as an insult to the colonists. That's amazing. As a battle cry. Well, you know, and an ignorance of the rest of the world is a hallmark exactly. of American tradition, right. man. Now that I'm thinking about that, the British weren't even just calling us, you know, gay fops. Yeah. They were saying, you're not even a quality fop. Yeah. You only got a feather. Right. You're too broke to be a proper macaroni. Yep. <laughs> All you got is that stupid quail well, that feather, was, you that was the other thing, bastard. You could tell the the members of the club would wear the feather in their uh, cap. That okay. was a that was an I almost forgot that. Okay, that was how you could identify members yeah. of the club is they would wear the a feather. <laughs> now kidding. So it was it was a cry that the British used to insult us colonists, <laughs> and we're like, I like I this like song. that song. <laughs> <laughs> like and that it's, song. An, it's it's a gay battle cry. Yeah, Yankee Doodle well, yeah. Dandy was a gay battle cry <laughs> that the. <laughs> Americans adopted. That's in so, like the top 40 of like revolutionary mm-hmm. times. And that is a yeah. true story, folks. You can look that up. That is actually a true story. Oh, man, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so I... I, I like that, that. Is, that is fucking incredible. <laughs> I found the details of, of the uh, story I was trying to look up. What was up. his name? Schnorgedorpt? <laughs> Zergadai. Ah, that's it. Zergadai. He, um, he was a member of the Taichud tribe. Okay. Um, uh... Back when back when Genghis Khan was was rampaging through the steppes and and conquering most of Eurasia, mm-hmm. like you do Eurasia, with well, you, it's my Asia. This Asia's my Asia. This Asia's Eurasia. I'm embarrassed of that joke. Can we take that out? <laughs> um, so he he. You know, like you do when you're Genghis Khan. He's running around rampaging and conquering people. And he, he comes across uh, this tribe called the Taichids. And, uh, and uh, 
one of them is is this warrior named Zergadai. Okay. They're getting absolutely stomped by the Mongols, at, you know, like you do. Yeah. You can't really stop the Mongols at this point in time with conventional means. Yeah, their badassery is just far too great. Yeah. So Zergadai is standing up, and, and he, he sees, in the fray, Genghis Khan himself riding around, cutting down his brothers, and, and so Zergadai just locks onto him, draws his bow, uh-huh. takes the most careful aim he can, and pegs Genghis Khan wow. in the fucking neck. No way. Wow. It slips between his armor, gets him right in the meat of his neck. Oh, oh my god. And, and, you know, Genghis Khan, you know, you don't get to be war chief of the Mongol hordes for nothing. He just, like, rides through it, yeah. you know? Jesus he just fucking Christ. rolls with it. Um, eventually, the Mongols beat the Taishuds. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got the surviving troops, Zergadai among them, yeah. kneeling in front of him. He's walking up and down their ranks, kind of surveying his defeated foes. And he says, you know, he offers them the choice, you know, join the Mongol horde mm-hmm. or we'll fucking kill you. And then he stops and he says, but before we do that, yeah. I want to know which one of you shot my horse in the neck. <laughs> and Zergadai, yeah, right. Without any hesitation, stands up and he says, First of all, that was me. Yeah. Second of all, I didn't hit your horse, I hit you. Yeah. I hit you square in the neck and you know it. <laughs> That's badass. Genghis Khan not only recruits him to the horde. But also immediately makes him a commanding officer. That's awesome. That's sweet. Renames him Jebe, Jebe. Which, which, is, him. which is Old Mongolian for arrow. Wow. wow. And, and he eventually rises through the ranks to become one of Genghis Khan's most trusted military advisors. That's wow. incredible. That is incredible. Because the, the thing about the Horde is it, it, <clears throat> it was a strict meritocracy. Right. Like, think of the Mongols as Klingons, you know? Yeah, sure. If you show that you've got the stones... Yeah, right. ...to, to shoot Genghis Khan in the neck and rub it in his face... Yeah. moving up in the yeah. world. Yeah. You're moving up. They'll change your name. Yeah, right, but... You know, but they'll, that's, they'll put you up there. That is the perfect example of rolling with the fucking punches. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, we were fighting, but you know what? I think this is going to work out just fine. I like you. You yeah. almost killed me. Yeah. You should be one of us. That is, that is, like, that is rolling with the punches at its finest level on both sides. I got Absolutely. I got a quick one. Uh, just a little one, because I know everyone knows this one, but it's one of my favorite anecdotes about uh, Teddy Roosevelt, America's yeah. definitive ultimate badass. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. One of the, uh, the, like, so, something about Teddy Roosevelt appeals to every man in every generation. Because <laughs> he, is, he, is, uh, he is now a dying breed. Yeah. The real men. The Ron Swanson of American history. Right, yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, oh, he beat asthma. He was, he was, no, seriously, seriously. he seriously. conquered asthma? No, I'm not even kidding. Fuck he, off, he, no he way. He was asthmatic as a child, and he, through sheer physical exertion <laughs> and effort, 
He <sighs> got over asthma. Uh, did it all with that toothy grin and called everything a bully all the yeah. time. Yeah. No, that that's actually true. I'm not shitting. I had no idea. Well, we've all seen the famous image of him riding the moose. Yeah, right. right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if any Who of rides you, a moose. Any of you know anything about mooses at home? Me? They're not nice animals. Oh, uh, you really got to work to get, gain the trust of a moose. If, if you know anything about horses, it's yeah. the same right. thing. It takes a lot of effort and years of experience to ride a fucking horse. <laughs> but for a moose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Apparently oh. horses weren't enough of a challenge to Theodore Roosevelt. Nothing was. That's the crazy was. thing about that this is guy. a a real bearded. Yeah. <laughs> now contrast like, contrast Donald Trump who is afraid to exercise with a man who just takes off office to just climb a fucking mountain. Yeah, it's like I don't golf. I climb mountains and then come back. Yeah, and he was still a tubby fucker. He was a, He's a tubby he was fucker. A fat Dude fuck. knew how to eat. Yeah. Theodore Roosevelt once received a letter. From this was this was uh, once a, uh, a firm cavalry regiment had been established yeah. in in the United States Army. Received a complaint in yeah. in, a, in the form of a letter from a from a cavalry uh, uh, private, I guess you'd call it. I don't know what the ranks were at the time. Yeah, but but in, uh, you know an enlisted man who who wrote to him and said that the the uh, the twenty five mile. Uh, riding marches yeah. were too much. They yeah. were excessive and asked if President Roosevelt could do something about it. Theodore Roosevelt got on a horse and marched a hundred miles just to shut him up. Wow. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. What a man. Incredible. What, what a ass. goddamn man. Uh, they just don't make him like this guy No, they anymore. really don't. I mean, he was, seriously, everybody look up, just look at the Wikipedia page for Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, he's insane. He's ridiculous. One of my favorite anecdotes about him, though, is, uh, and like I said, everyone probably knows this, but it's just fun to talk about it, is I believe he was campaigning, but either way, he was touring around the country. He was giving speeches. It might have been, it was either for his his election or it was for uh, legislation, support for legislation. I don't know which, but Mm -hmm. he's basically, he's, he's traveling the country. He's giving a speech to a very large crowd, and he is shot. He's uh, he's speaking in front of a crowd and he's yeah. shot yeah. directly, you know, like over the, the left left side of his chest. Yeah, uh, it's relevant that it's the left side of his chest because he's shot. He goes down. They take a look, and a, the, a bullet has been slowed by I believe it was a like a small Bible or a. It was the a speech he had prepared. It was the speech <laughs> itself. Okay, it was the actual speech that yeah. he had prepared. It was so thick, folded <laughs> up in his pocket. Yes. Now it slowed the bullet, but it's still lodged in him, and yeah. he's bleeding. And rather than go and get medical attention, he stays there and finishes the fucking speech. What a man. With a bullet in his chest, which, <laughs> I'll tell you what, no matter who that is, you do that, you have my vote. That bullet stayed there. They deemed it too risky to remove, so he was like, well, leave it. It yeah, hasn't killed me. Yeah, right. Um, but his, but his, his words, I believe, uh, after after being shot, were something to the, something to the letter of... Uh, I don't know whether you're all aware that I've just been shot, but it takes more than that to kill a bull moose. <laughs> Which, what a cool nickname there, the bull moose. The bull moose. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I was trying to look up the exact stat on this one. I'm going to get into a quick one here. Was okay. it? You, you might have to help me. Was it Kublai Khan or Genghis Khan who had conquered so many villages and been with so many women 
that there is a to this day a point zero zero three four or point zero three four percent chance that you're related to it. Oh, Jesus, right? That's kind of yeah. fucked up. That is it, that is really fucked, fucked up. That might be true for both of them, honestly. Yeah. Mm. Oh man, that's a dark stat. That is a super dark this, stat. How many people do you have to rape? Yeah, where you're related to like you know just a shade under the a tenth con of a percent. Con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is dark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you, anybody else have any? I think I have one, one more, maybe. No, you know that's. I, I'm. I think I've told the only I, interesting thing I have in my head. I, I want to talk uh, very briefly because um, I, I know we're we're um, we're about we're about time. We're about yeah, a minute. Time. We're about an hour and seven minutes into this episode. Okay. Um, but I want I wanted to talk very briefly about one of my favorite figures in classical antiquity, and that is the philosopher Diogenes of Sinope. Okay. Mm, okay. Um, Diogenes was uh, was a cynic, and the cynics uh, 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 sort of sort of revolved around this idea that uh, society is bullshit. You should live like by your most by your most basic nature, essentially. Uh, like today's cynics, kind of. Yeah, society's but bullshit. but like to to an extreme. Like Diogenes would masturbate in the street. Oh, huh. um, that's cool. Uh, he, he, one, he once remarked about masturbation, uh, if only it were so easy to banish hunger by rubbing the stomach. <laughs> um, that makes that's It's not a bad argument. Diogen- off. Diogenes lived in a barrel. I've heard this. Um, he, lived, he lived in like an urn, just in the middle of, 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 of Athens. His history is Oscar the Crouch. He's he is basically Oscar the Grouch. Yeah, jerking um, off in a barrel in public. He also <laughs> loved, and I swear he loved to fuck with Plato. Okay, okay. Plato, fuck it with Plato. Plato defined That's a, man. That sounds like the firest mixtape I've heard all year. <laughs> yeah, right. Fucking with Plato. Fucking with Plato. Plato, probably thinking he was really smart for saying so. Once defined man as a featherless biped, <laughs> Diogenes' response was to pluck a chicken and put it on Plato's front stoop, <laughs> knock on his door, and say, Behold, I have brought you man. <laughs> That's great. It's really weird. So Greeks were not without humor. <laughs> no, not at yeah, all. absolutely. And, and Plato's response was to revise his definition to include with broad, flat nails. <laughs> um... <laughs> Diogenes. That'll do it. Diogenes was also uh, 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 admired by Alexander the Great, Alexander of Macedonia, yeah, yeah, son yeah. of Philip II, and he he like he exploited that shit to the highest degree. Mm-hmm. Alexander came to see him. He had heard tales of of the wise Diogenes, and so he came to see him. Diogenes was just like laying in the street, <laughs> just. Probably stroking it, staring at a just, boob-shaped cloud. Just chilling out, just lying in just lying in the street in the middle of the day. Alexander comes and he says, and he says, Diogenes, I've heard your name far and wide. I am Alexander of Macedonia. Tell me any desire you wish, and I promise you it shall be yours. And Diogenes says, Could you move over that way you're in my son? <laughs> What a great use of language. <laughs> That's amazing. And that, that was Diogenes. Uh, he would regularly uh, hang out outside brothels. Yeah. 
Sure. <laughs> like you do. <laughs> Shame people trying to go in saying, you know, how dare you indulge in this, this, this <laughs> basic desire of the flesh. Take, the money you're going to give to the women in there, give it to me to further... <laughs> to further the cause of philosophy. And with which I am Once sure. he had enough, he would go in to the brothel himself. Because <laughs> wow. he was just yeah. a massive shithead. He's like Grace's Ben Franklin, basically. <laughs> yeah. He's just a giant man whore. Yeah. I love um, it. Yeah, I wonder if the um, location of the barrel changed a lot. Like, would he just go... Oh, yeah, he would out? just roll it around town just, and then just, like, sleep in it whenever he was... Um, but can't no, be good for your back. But, uh, but to close that out... Uh, uh, Alexander the Great mm. said of Diogenes, if I were not Alexander, I would wish to be Diogenes. <laughs> to which Diogenes allegedly replied, if I were not Diogenes, I would also like to be Diogenes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Ah, oh, man, that, dude's li- that, that dude was living. That's awesome. That's I have, incredible. I have one more quick one. Okay. In the same vein, uh, staying in Greece. Okay. Philip II was Alexander's father? Father, correct? Yes. Okay. So, Philip II, in his conquest of the world, uh, made it a point to come up, and I'm sure you know this story. Uh, I think so. Made it a point to try and conquer the mighty Sparta. Which is, if history has taught us anything, <laughs> <laughs> the two places in the world that you don't fuck with yeah. are Russia. Yeah. In the winter. In the winter. <laughs> and Sparta. Yeah, because those were those were some serious badasses. Yeah, seriously. those were serious motherfucking people who <laughs> fought from birth. They speak short. Yep. They they fight till they're out of breath. Short, fun, short, blunt, and to the point. You yeah. know what I mean? They yeah. they got there quick, fast, in a hurry. So, on Philip II's conquest of the world, he stood a couple like a hundred miles outside the gates of Sparta and sent a messenger. Yeah. Uh, and the message that he sent to the Spartan king and the people of Sparta was, if I am allowed in your walls, mm-hmm. I will raise your city, rape your women, and enslave your children. Jesus. And Sparta sent back an answer with a single word. And the word was, if. <laughs> the literal and this is this is the literal translation of the message yeah is if that's incredible yeah as in if you get that far yeah right as yeah. in if you've got the fucking stones yeah. <laughs> and to further the point philip ii got it and did not Attack Sparta. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. That would be scary as hell to just about anybody. So, and, and like a lot of people don't know this. If you watch the movie 300, yeah, it's cartoony and silly. A lot of the quotes in that movie are, are actually, are actually like direct yeah. quotes from like King Leonidas. You know what I mean? Like, like, so cool. like, uh, his wife who said to him, come back on your shield or not at all. That's true. Like, yeah, you know what I mean, like when Spartans went out and were expecting come back, to die. Come back with your shield or on it. Or on it. Right. Yeah, yeah that was it. Yeah. yeah. Come now, back with your shield or on it. Yeah. Now this was a certain kind of, because, because the Greeks had a, had a certain art to everything they did. And, you know, at the time, of course, they didn't consider themselves Greeks. They considered yeah. themselves, you know, Athenians, Arcadians. Yeah. Yeah, Spartans. right. It's like no unification there. Right. Um, but the, the Spartans uh, pioneered this this particular art called laconic phrase. Mm-hmm. Saying as much as possible in as few words as possible. Yeah. Um, 
you know, so so like the uh, you know we will fight in the shade. Yeah, is an actual. It's a real quote. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> Our arrows um, will block out the sun. Yeah, that's fine. We'll fight in the shade. We'll fight in the shade. Yeah, <laughs> badass. Yeah, oh! the Spartans. The Spartans were famous for not mincing words. They got yeah. right to the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you tried to like dance around it with like flowery language or, or you know diplomatic language, they would just they would you know you know what are you trying to say? Get, Get to, to the, the fucking point. point. Right, yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were famous for that, yeah. and and if is probably the greatest <laughs> example of laconic phrase yeah. Yeah, in, in antiquity. A single word comeback to this challenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I love yeah, it. That's really cool. <laughs> is there anyone more badass? Yeah. Oh, that's incredibly cool. So yeah, don't fuck with Sparta. People. Don't fuck with Sparta, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, on that note, this uh, this this round trip through history is complete. I guess I believe so. Oh, God, there's so many more. We might have to revisit this topic sometime. Yeah, this is a we good might one. have to this, I, do a little research. There's yeah. so many crazy, just insane stories that that you know without without the actual solid evidence for these things. Yeah, you would never believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always love the idea that, and it is true. It bears out over and over again. Reality and the truth is stranger than, than fiction. fiction right? Yeah, it's just, some things that have happened that you go, that can't have happened. We'll, we'll have to go over the story of uh, of Audie Murphy sometime, mm. a Medal of Honor recipient who whose film made in the late forties about yeah. his life and his war career had to be toned down because he didn't think audiences would believe. <laughs> yeah. It. yeah. yeah. Gosh, you know, we got so many more topics yeah, on this. We're gonna, we're gonna have to revisit this at some we'll time. We'll do a special episode where we dig up for each other. We actually go in with the objective, mm. finding the craziest stuff we can. Yeah. I like that. I know where to start. Oh, I already know where to start. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's uh let's uh let's let's sideline this for now. Yes. Yeah. And uh we'll Take come back break. to it. And uh and uh more 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 in a minute. Sometimes in order to go forwards. I was strong as I could be, yeah. You have to go backwards. Introducing the all-new 2015 Chevrolet, literally just a horse. Like a rock. With one horsepower, rain-operated steering and braking, and 17 miles per sugar cube. And a So trot over to your local Chevy dealer today. And welcome back. Hey, everybody. We are Dudes 3. There are three of us. We are. And and, uh, (laughs) we, boy howdy, do we have some recommendations for you. Boy oh boy. boy. Cheese them Christmas. Gosh (laughs) almighty. Jiminy, Jiminy, hebbity dap, doobity bop, boop. <laughs> Holy fuck. Ooh, Hulk Hogan, maybe not the greatest heavyweight champion of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, this, this is much like your hashtag game. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got. I guess I should touch on the hashtag. Yeah, let's make it real. Uh, before we do recommendations, yeah, let's touch well on my, look at my mad hashtag game. Yeah. So, Dave brought this up earlier. When I was in. Um, Columbus at the Columbus Zoo with Trisha. Mm-hmm. I was just taking like stupid selfie pictures, and you know, because Trisha and I never take enough photos, and that's largely my fault. Well, it's nice to document a cool yeah. trip you're taking. Sure, too. share that with people. So I uh, I took a couple stupid photos, and 
Uh, I did some hashtags. <laughs> yeah. More than one person called you out saying, I don't think you know how uh, hashtags, hashtags work. work. <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, okay, here we go. Let's start with the first one I have here. This is a picture of us waiting in line to get in. This big, fat, like, uh, Ethan Klein, H3-esque <laughs> neck beard. Uh, and it's just like, it's Trisha and I, like, waiting in yeah. line with our baseball caps on, trying yeah, to stay out of the that's, sun. That's a good one. Uh, and I wrote, hashtag zoo selfie. Hashtag Hartford Whalers, because I have a Hartford Whalers hat on. Yeah. Hashtag this place is packed. Hashtag trying not to feel bad for the animals. Hashtag stay the course. Hashtag <laughs> waffle fries. Hashtag not my precedent. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is so fun. Yeah, I had a lot of fun coming up with these, by this, the way. This made for a lot of fun for me reading them. <laughs> uh, let's see, what else did I have here? There's a couple of them. There's, there's uh, one that was about music. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so this is me drinking a grapefruit shandy on a park bench. Again, just wearing my hat, looking really gross and unshaved. Uh, so I wrote hashtag grapefruit shandy, hashtag girlfriend, uh, hashtag at least the polar bears have room, hashtag honshot first. Uh, yeah, let's see. Super relevant. Uh, uh, oh, and then we got, so this is another cool thing we did. We were at the Columbus Zoo. They let you feed the giraffes at the Columbus Zoo. I've seen that yeah. they, at the Cleveland Zoo. They have a similar thing, and it's really cool. Yeah, we got to, so we, I mean, it was really quick. You go in line, you feed the giraffes. So you give them a big leaf or you something. Give them, yeah, you give them like leaf lettuce, and you, you yeah. know, feed them with the big gross <laughs> black giraffe tongue. Yeah. So I, uh, I wrote uh, hashtag giraffe feeding, uh, hashtag the tall one is called Shaggy. <laughs> Is that true, by the way? Yes. <laughs> hashtag Lady in Red. Hashtag 52nd Street is one of the best albums of the 70s. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's wrong. Good, right? That's a good record. Because you one. had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a uh, moral of that story is keep your hashtag game on point. Yeah. I don't know how hashtags work, so uh, I yeah. just, whatever popped into my head at the time, I just kind of wrote it. It's pretty good. Yeah. Those are useful for categorizing those posts. Yeah, that was a nice little, uh, <laughs> nice little uh, thing that we did there. I like it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so let's back on course. Yeah, right. Back yeah. to the topic. This brings us to uh, our recommendations, recommendations yeah. uh, for this week. Yeah. Um, my recommendation. Is 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 one that I've watched through at least twice. It is a ten-part documentary series entitled "Hockey: yeah. A People's yes. History." Yeah, I the first time you recommended that to me, I watched it all the way through, and it is really incredible. Yeah. It's it's it was originally aired on the CBC. This yeah. was probably uh, late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I think yeah, probably close to early 2000s because they go through they go through some things like like some some Gretzky shit. Yeah, up, to, yeah. up through his retirement, yeah. which was yeah. like mid nineties. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. And 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 I uh, I will not say where or how I watched it and and continue to watch it. Yeah, um, <laughs> just because it's it's copyright material and, and everything. Yeah. I'm sure you can you can figure it out. You can find it on some kind of tube somewhere. Sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but. It, it, it's fantastic. Again, it's ten parts. Each part is about forty-five to fifty minutes long, um, and it, it chronicles the entire history of of, uh, of of hockey in Canada and how it ties into Canadian national identity. Yeah, it's a fascinating series. It it, it really just does a, a great job of painting hockey in a in an honored and and storied light. Yeah, uh, it will introduce you to some of the weird shit that has happened to the Stanley Cup. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
which is another uh, whole other interesting, you know, sure. crazy stories of history. You know, uh, the 1940 New York Rangers uh, lighting the cup on fire and pissing it out. Yeah. Uh, Steve Eiserman baptizing his child in the cup. Yeah. Uh, you know. There's some great highs and some really incredibly sad lows. Uh, la- just last season, Nick Benino ate an entire bowl full of spaghetti out of the Stanley Cup. <laughs> yeah. um, a bowl of spaghetti. Just as much spaghetti as you can fit in the Stanley Cup. That's he a lot ate of spaghetti, that. right? Yeah. yeah, that's a lot that's of spaghetti. It's a big cup. It's a really big. It's got to be at least, uh, over a gallon of spaghetti. Yeah, it's, oh, for sure, for sure. That's, that's a lot of spaghetti. Yeah. That's, it's a lot of spaghetti. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, for maybe people who don't know, like the cup. Like each player on the team gets to take the cup for a day. Yeah, like you, you win the trophy. Oh, longer than a day. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, it's, is it? Is it like? I'm sure it's longer than a day. It's it, it's at least a couple days. Okay. But yeah. You take it. You, you take it to your hometown. You know, you parade it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, people celebrate you. You get to wake is, up next to it. And I've had people yeah. who you had to kick your wife and daughter out of bed and wake up spoon in the stand. Hell yeah. Cup. <laughs> no, well, that's you don't get to you don't get to do that with a Lombardi trophy. It goes, <laughs> right. Like, it goes back in a cage at the end of the Super Bowl. And there, that's yeah. it. You know? There was a photo last season of of Sidney Crosby. Uh, uh, in a Tim Hortons with the Stanley Cup, just yeah. at the fucking counter ordering God knows what, like poutine or something. I would take that shit everywhere. Yeah, yeah. everywhere I went yeah. for the, the however long I had it, I would take it everywhere. In the off season, the Stanley Cup tours, and it tours with each player on the team that wins it. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of tradition. A lot of the thing is well over a century old. Sure, um, yeah. it's it's probably coming up and, soon on a century and a half old. Sure. Well, and, like, the thing is, like, I've had friends of mine and people I know who aren't fans of hockey who said, okay, yeah, that is the greatest. It's a pretty great trophy. (laughs) Pretty cool. It's the greatest trophy in sports. magnificent. Because it's been around for a long time. Yeah. You know, like you said, almost a century and a half old. Canadian. And they keep stacking more onto it. (laughs) Uh, Back when when they were still, like, all big on the King of England and everything, Canada had a governor general. Yeah. Uh, and his name is Lord Stanley. Lord Stanley. Lord Stanley. Stanley. Lord Stanley's kids really loved this crazy new fad called ice hockey. <laughs> and and Lord Stanley was like, oh, well, you are my children. I trust your taste. <laughs> Let us see this hockey. And he, so he, he fucking fell in love with hockey because yeah. his kids were into it. And so he, he commissioned a... a uh, a trophy about the size of a large soup bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> called the Dominion Hockey Challenge, Challenge Cup. Cup. Yeah. Made out of sterling silver and declared that any club who who in Canada who so wanted to challenge yeah. for the cup could do it. And it was any club. Any club. Anyone any you if you could assemble enough people to play a game of hockey, you could do it. You could show up yeah. and say yeah. I Well, want and that the cup. first winner, the first Three winners or the first two winners were the uh, still today mm-hmm. Montreal Le Club du Hockey. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was the um, the Toronto St. Pat's who would later become the Toronto Maple Leafs, and that the, the I thought they won the third one. Maybe I. Well, this was back in the days when when francophone Canadians were considered second class citizens. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, strangers in their own land. And so they they made their own hockey club, saying, you know, we we can we can beat them at this sport, and 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 uh, so they okay. did. Okay. And and you know, so the 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 Canadians and the Maple Leafs are, are hockey's oldest rivalry. Sure. So uh, even, by even far, though, over even a century we were, old. 
we've probably got some of the details of this wrong, but the point is the 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 people's history of hockey will get it right. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, some, it's 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 worth it. Yeah, I highly recommend it. It's a great documentary. I do it too. Out. I second that. It's a it's a great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're a sports fan, twice. in any capacity, it's a great mm-hmm. it's a great watch. Yeah, yeah. very emotional. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, let me uh, continue the tradition of recommending an album every week. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, I went back through again, actually just yesterday. Surprise! It's Parliament. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went back through yesterday and uh, I listened to uh, which what I classified earlier in the week as one of my top five favorite albums ever, mm-hmm. uh, and it's the Beatles' "Let It Be." Uh, it's their. Mm. It is the last album re. It is the last. No, it's the second to last album released by the Beatles. Okay. But the last re, from their last recording sessions. Okay. So, I didn't know that actually. Yeah, yeah. Abbey Road came out after Let It Be by like a month or two, mm-hmm. but the sessions for those wrapped before Let It Be did. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Let It Be is actually officially the like the final recordings of the Beatles, and wow. like from those recordings. The you know now infamous rooftop concert that they performed, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, on, on the Apple Studios. Um, you know they, a lot of the tracks from that record are taken from that rooftop concert. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like it was cut. Yeah, it's really incredible. So it, the idea is the original title for the album was called "Get Back," uh, because the the idea was that the Beatles were getting back to just like. Skiffle music, which is yeah. what they started as, and like you know, just jamming and like yeah. not experimenting in the studio as much, just kind of like playing raw. And there was going to be a tour accompanying it, but of course, the Beatles imploded by that point, and yeah. they, that's why Abbey Road came about because that was going to be the yeah. salute record to the end. And but, uh, Let It Be almost sounds like a like the complete antithesis to the original title. Correct, yeah, which is right. the point. Yeah, it was it was kind of like just you know. This is Let It Be. This is so it is like the last recordings of probably the most important group of popular music. Sure, uh, and it is my favorite Beatles album, uh, and I'm real comfortable saying that because it's really raw, stripped down. Mm-hmm. There's not aside from the song Let It Be and maybe Get Back. Yeah, uh, it, there's not a lot of songs on that record that you hear on the radio. Uh, the songs hey, like. Two of us. Oh, I almost. I never hear "Get Back" on the radio. Yeah, and I mean, not, not for a long time. "Let It Be" might be the only yeah. major single. Is it the "Long and Winding Road" on that? The "Long and Winding Road"s on that. Yeah. 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 Um, the uh, like uh, Maggie Mae's little short interlude thing. "One mm-hmm. After Nine Oh Nine is on that record, oh, which is wow. actually the first Beatles song that Paul McCartney and John Lennon wrote. Ever. I did not realize and, uh, that. The, one of the last ones recorded for the record. They actually wow. played the first song they ever wrote. It's on that album. Damn, talk so, about the bookends. And it's, uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, Across the Universe is on there. Uh, mm. I Me Mine. There's a lot of really cool um, uh, something. Uh, or no, uh, um, is it Here Comes the Sun is on that? There's yeah. something. There's another Harrison song on that record. Yeah. It's, but it's, it's, a, it's a really good album. And it's really raw and... Uh, but still pretty focused. Um, uh, just kind of listen to the whole thing top to bottom. And if you get the chance, actually, uh, find a, a copy of the... Uh, they re-released it later because Phil Spector did the original production of the album. Mm. And Phil Spector, well-known producer for like the Wall of Sound thing, yeah, right. where he would stack a whole bunch of layers on top of the recording. Yeah. So there's a, a version of it that released a couple years ago. It's called Let It Be Naked. And it oh. is that album... 
pretty much the way that the Beatles wanted it heard because they were not really satisfied with the production of that album. Now, what if what if I'm not comfortable with picturing Phil Spector naked? Yeah, nobody's <laughs> well, really then you you are you were good you are, company. Yeah, not enjoying that metal image, but uh, no, like a it, creepy old troll doll, uh, uh, <laughs> murder and troll doll. Yeah. But uh, no, he, uh, it's 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 the stripped down version. It doesn't have all this Phil Spector extra production. Yeah. The long and winding road loses the orchestral arrangement behind it and makes it very very really? haunting to listen to. Across the universe on the Phil Spector recording is slowed down just a touch, so oh. it turns a little more. The Let It Be Naked version is just John Lennon with an acoustic guitar. Uh, so mm. listen to that record if you get a chance. Even if you're not a Beatles fan, it's 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 not. It almost doesn't sound like a Beatles record. It's it's really cool. It's a great oh, piece of music. I'll give it a shot because you know I'm I'm not a Beatles fan. Yeah. Not, not because I don't like their music, but because it. I don't know. Not a lot of it connects for me. Sure. I, I feel like the Beatles are, are one of those bands that you got to listen to growing up. Yeah, sure. And, I think and, that I agree with that. And I didn't. You yeah, know, I, 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 I agree with that. I get why they're so influential. It just it doesn't really click sure. with me in the same it's, way. It, it's that, a good it's a, actually a really good starter album because it sounds different than almost every other really every yeah, other album. they've Sure. Done. It's it's a far cry. So it's a good, good one. Uh, and my second recommendation, I'm going to try and keep this short and sweet. Uh, we're about halfway through this third season of Better Call Saul <laughs> at the recording of this podcast. Yeah, and still haven't seen it. If you're a Breaking Bad fan in any capacity, or even if you're not, I am. Better Call Saul stands alone uh, by itself as a very good drama show. It's, it's a really, really good it's show. A, it's really well written. You know, the, the thing about it is a lot, if you're a Breaking Bad fan, a lot of these characters are already established. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you, you, and it's, it's the, it's basically the prelude to Breaking Bad. It's, it's Saul yeah. Goodman was the the <laughs> Jesse and Waltz lawyer on uh, Breaking Bad, uh, but this examines him in his early, like how he became the character that you eventually see on Breaking Bad, and it is a you know a great story. It delves into his the family, his history with his brother, yeah, uh, his love interest. Yeah. Who is spoiler alert not around for Breaking Bad, and we've yet to figure out why that's happened. Yet. Yeah, um, mm. and there's a couple other favorites from the show who from Breaking Bad that show up. Yeah, um, I was but saying Mike, Michael McKean, man, I mean, is incredible. That for me, Michael is the McKean, centerpiece of that show. As, as Ch- Michael McKean, who was in this is Spinal Tap, he worked on Mr. Show with Bob Odenkirk, yeah. who plays. Was in Clue. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was okay. in Clue yeah. as uh, as uh, what was it, Professor Plum? Yeah, yeah. I know well, you're well known, you know, comedian. Comedic actor, um, but you know his his acting on the the show is incredible. Yeah, like really inc- Emmy worthy. I mean, he's very good, um, and, and it, it's just a <sighs> Vince Gilligan does not make bad TV. Correct. Yeah, and it picks mm-hmm. up. It, Breaking Bad was one of those shows that every season got exceptionally better than the previous season. Yeah. And Better Call Saul starts off at the high point that. Five, the end of the Breaking Bad left off. Yeah. It, it, they kind of continued in that same. It's well wow. acted, well written. It's a really great show, and it, it stands on its own as a drama. Breaking Bad had a little bit of action to fall back to. Better Call Saul oftentimes does not. Yeah, there is a little bit, but not as much as Breaking Bad. It's not as high octane, so they have to bring it with the writing and the acting sure, and the drama. Sure. And they really do. It's a good show, and I recommend that to anybody who wants to get into it. Yeah. Awesome, David. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I have one that uh, something that we were talking about earlier has has got me thinking about. We were talking about beer and the history of beer, yeah, and uh, its its importance in culture and all of that, you know. And uh, there's a documentary that you guys have probably seen already, mm-hmm. but if anyone hasn't seen it, it's really cool. 
It's called How Beer Saved the World. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's, uh, so we, when you were talking about it, it got me to thinking because this, this documentary covers really a very definitive history of how we probably figured out about beer. How yeah. We, you know, how we use it as a currency. Yep. It's not a long documentary either. It's, it's about 30 to 40 minutes, I, yeah. I remember. It's not, it's not huge. It's very digestible. Uh, and of course, like any decent documentary, it's full of you know, like some you know, some cool visuals and some history you didn't know yeah. and all that. Um, well, just a little tidbit from that documentary is that in you know in places and in times where, for example, people didn't have steadily flowing water and water would become stagnant and poisonous and undrinkable. Right, beer literally saved people. Egypt uh, was uh, yeah. They they uh, and actually dogfish had created a beer around this. It was um, yeah, I can't remember what it was called. I can't remember. It was really good beer, but it's a it's a lighter beer. It's, it was only like three point eight alcohol or four percent alcohol. They went and gathered wild yeast. Yeah, from, from the Egypt. valley. Yeah, mm-hmm. to, to make a, an authentic Jesus. beer. Yeah, and it was very good beer, actually. <laughs> and, but it, it, and, and the reason that became so popular is the same reason tea becomes so popular. You boil the water in the process. Right. Yeah, right. And unbeknownst to anyone before, like, the 19th <laughs> century, that kills bacteria. Sure. Yeah, they didn't know this. Nobody knew that. And they it's also didn't know that once there was alcohol in it, it would keep. Right. Yeah. So once there's alcohol in, you know, you have, a, a, you have an alcoholic, you know, beer, like, a, like, like a, even light on alcohol. That keeps things from contaminating and poisoning you again, right? And like knowing that, and knowing that it, it it it's it's been a constant in human civilization since possibly before human civilization existed, right? Yeah, like beer is you know predates recorded history, likely ten <laughs> to twelve thousand years yeah. old. Yeah, it's it's mystical. Yeah. You know, it's it's. It's like, it, it, it almost makes you believe it, you know, like Ben Franklin said, beer is proof that God loves us and wants, wants us, us to be, be happy. happy. Yeah. <laughs> it, you almost want to believe in a higher power for bestowing upon us this, yeah, something this so magical gift of booze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great thing. Highly recommend this documentary. Yes. I don't know if it's still available on Netflix. It may not be. If you can track it down, watch it because we're guys who appreciate beer. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. And, sure. uh, and it only makes you further appreciate kind of just the magic of this piece of our history. Yeah. And drink when you watch it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Obviously. <laughs> How could same. you not? Uh, yeah. so yeah, that's it. That's it for me. Yeah. All um, right. And, uh, we now come to the segment where we talk about what we've learned this episode. Oh, yes. Uh, I think this, we learned this hour things. and a half journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I have learned, first of all, I, I uh hmm. I've just written down oil. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. As we drive in metal things powered by With dinosaur, dinosaur blood. blood. Yeah. That's pretty metal. Dinosaur blood, uh 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 No, I have some... that's pretty metal. Valvoline. Do you have to do with Valvoline? Yeah. Oh yeah, change... yeah, that's it. Learn to change your own oil. Yeah. <laughs> learn to figure out learn, a receptacle to do it. Learn Learn about your car. Just wrote oil. <laughs> learn about your car. Um Yeah. Learn how stuff works. Right. It's um, good. It, it always helps. This especially, not just for cars, but this applies to people who don't think they get computers. You yeah. can get computers. It takes a lot of effort to to deliberately break a computer. You have to really try yeah, right. to fuck up a computer. Don't be afraid to play around with it. Yeah. You know? Figure learn, out how stuff works. Learn cool. a bit about it. Yeah. Um, um, on that note, I'll say, for fuck's sake, restart your computer once in a while. Yep. Seriously. 
I, I learned reboot that damn thing. I also, I, on a related note, I have, I have don't fuck with ransomware and don't fuck with Sparta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. I have don't fuck with Sparta and definitely don't fuck with Christopher Lee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's good. Even, even after his death, don't fuck with him. Yeah, there right. is no guarantee that he won't just come out from the grave and <laughs> yeah. just... Spy shanky. Especially now, don't fuck with him. Yeah. Even um, more so than when he's he was probably alive. more powerful now than he was when he was alive. <laughs> On a slim, similar yet lighter note, I wrote the the Greeks were and are pretty fucking cool. They are pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Greeks are cool. Yeah, in spite of all the you know pederasty and and you know. The... <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, like modern it's culture, Walter. Truly, like everybody's ever seen like my big fat Greek wedding. You know, the yeah. dad's always like the Greeks. That's actually true. I mean, we yeah. probably wouldn't have modern culture if it wasn't for the. Greeks sure, sure. Fucking incredible the, uh, piece of uh, yeah. history. The Iliad and the Odyssey uh, yeah. did more for 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 Western civilization than probably any other works of literature. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> it reminds me of, of uh, the Star Trek episode "Who Mourns for Adonais," where they find out that the Greek gods were aliens, oh. and it and it gets you thinking, like you know. Well, wait. Does that mean like all of all of Western <laughs> civilization now is is the direct result of influence from extraterrestrial forces? <laughs> it's forms? canon. It, it's like is, canon. it is canon. <laughs> canon. It is canon. You, you uh, know, first contact was not made uh, <laughs> with the Vulcans by Zephram Cochran. It was aliens. made with the aliens. Greek gods. It was made aliens. with not saying it was aliens. Greek but gods. It was aliens. Aliens. Uh, aliens. What else do I have here? I wrote uh, Bush is the best drinking buddy president. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and on that note, everyone is a Nazi. Bush, Bill Gates, Donald <laughs> Trump. Everyone's a Nazi. Everyone's, everyone's a Nazi. Nazi. Adolf Hitler. All the Nazis we, were Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, only I, ten I, years. Yeah, now, I feel like it's safe Nazis. to say everyone's got a little bit of Nazi in them. Everyone's it's a little. Right. Everyone's a little. Embrace your inner Nazi. Yeah, <laughs> that might not be the message. No. <laughs> uh, I learned if you have a fucked up plan to save the world, give it a wacky name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Operation yeah. Lick My Balls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Operation Finger in Your Butt When You're Sleeping. Operation. Operation. Operation Pre Cum. It's the troops you send. In before the real truth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To conduct Ugh. recon and everything. <laughs> <Ugh>. Yummy. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. I got another one. Uh, That's my last one. Beer predates cities, economies, and possibly most of human history. Yeah. Drink. Drink. Yeah. 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 Just fucking yeah. Drink. drink. Just drink. Drink, you fucking pussy. Drink. <laughs> drink. 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 <laughs> Where do you think we get this fucking huge ass frontal lobe yeah. from, son? Yeah. Do it. <laughs> fucking drink. Uh, I have one more. Pussy. Uh, uh, real men are dying or already dead. Yeah, probably. Uh, dying. I'm, I'm, I'm going to disagree with that. I, I'm going to say that real... I'm going to say that the definition of real men is are, is changing. I'll give you that. I, I I would say I would say the time of getting shot in the chest and continuing talking for an hour and a half. But but I would say I would say that the kind of real man we think of when we think of of Theodore Roosevelt is very different from the kind of real man we picture today with someone like That's true. Barack Obama. I agree. Yeah, mm, I agree. Who, who by all accounts is a real man. Uh, a man I don't devoted. Know, you get shot in the chest and keep a talking. We'll <laughs> ride a moose. I know, just saying, they never climbed right. Mount Everest. Yeah. But like a man devoted to duty, a man who loves his family above everything else. Yeah. You know, it, it, I, I don't know. I feel, I feel like, I feel like manhood is something, and and I brought, I brought this up before, not in the show, but in in conversation. How how Bond movies reflect how we how we view manhood. 
Sure. They yeah. they absolutely do. Yeah, they evolve with their ideas of what it is to be an ideal sure. man. Sure, sure, sure. But also, he didn't get shot in the chest yeah. to talk for an hour and no. a half. No, no. Um, and I, I, I think we can all be thankful that... that <laughs> President Obama did not get shot. Yeah, I'm pretty, that, that pretty is glad a, about that. That is a good thing. Trump, on the other hand. <laughs> Trump, on the other hand. Uh, <laughs> Give it 10 years, you'll want to golf with him and have a beer. Yeah, that's right. Uh, oh, God. We're going to have President Nugent <laughs> the, next, the next election uh, cycle. We are one day closer every day yeah. to President Macho, yep, Camacho, totally. Jackson, yep. Yep. whatever the hell. Kind yep. of stupid <laughs> bullshit. We are in decline. Yep. President, I'm, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to induce some vomiting with this, and I'm sure, but President Tom Brady. Oh. oh God. Just wait. All right, that's uh, enough. Yeah, that's enough. just you wait. Uh, that just deflated my uh, soul. Uh, <laughs> well, we can, we can only hope for, for the first uh, president trifecta, where, yes. where three men are elected to the office. Those are your boys, yeah. Ham, Slam, and Drugs. Yes. 20, 20, 20, uh, whatever the next one is. Yeah, 2020. 2020. I'll be, I'll be head of the Department of uh, Beer and Wet Farts. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to be in charge of the Department of Eating Too Much Pizza Way Too Late. <laughs> I'll be in charge of the Department of the Interior because they're never involved in scandals. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> uh, next time on Three Dudes. Adios. <laughs>